Hello and welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. Today we're going to be talking about doubt. Oh, that's a big one because it's such an easy one. It's such an easy frequency to fall into. My daughter and I were up at our cabin last weekend and she wasn't feeling good. And of course we're praying like... I was praying fervently, come on, God, help her heal because of my own selfish desires. I wanted to get outside. I wanted to go hiking. The weather was perfect. It was just so, so beautiful. And I'm like, okay, come on, like God heal her so we can go. Right. And a lot of times we pray in a very selfish way and, and that's okay. Like God hears all prayers. I, I came across a question this morning that asked, do you struggle to believe that God hears your prayers? I mean, my immediate answer was no. (laughs) Uh, It's just that I don't like most of his answers, right? Most of his answers are wait. And sometimes his answers are no. And a lot of, you know, sometimes his answers are yes. And and the answer to that prayer was yes. He he healed her. She was fine. She stopped throwing up. She had it coming out both ends, if you know what I mean. And and she was healed. And it was she was healed within two days. Like from the time that she first threw up, she was threw up Friday. And I was like, oh shit. So we couldn't go to school, but I was like, yeah, we can go up to the cabin. So Friday, Saturday, and then she was perfectly fine on Sunday. Like that's a pretty quick turnaround for healing, if you ask me. And right when she threw up, it was the first time I prayed for God to heal her. And he did. And it took two days, but I was like, we need healer Saturdays. So we can go adventure all day. Like, come on. So I don't struggle to believe that God answers all prayers. Um, but there are so many stories about doubt. And a lot of them actually come around the area of conceiving, come around the area of I've been praying for this thing that I desire for decades. And that is to to have a baby, right? There are so many stories in the Bible where people want to have have babies. And there's one specifically that was highlighted around the area of doubt uh, with Zachariah. There appeared to Zachariah, an angel of the Lord, that was the archangel Gabriel. And he said, Zachariah said to the angel, how, how shall I know this? Because he said, do not be afraid, Zachariah, your prayer has been heard and your wife, Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name, John. And you will have see, this is a promise. And a lot of times we miss all God's promises are yes and amen. But a lot of us miss out on the promises because of our doubt. We tune into an, an another radio station. We tune into a different frequency. We tune into the frequency of doubt instead of the station of promises. And we we don't forget, but we're just tuned into doubt instead of promises. The promise was your prayer has been heard. You will have a son. You will have joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. Zechariah, daddy, before he knew it, said to John, said, how shall, how shall I know this? I'm an old man. My wife is advanced in years. And I love the way they spoke. My wife is advanced in years. Like, what a really nice way to say she's old. <laughs> My wife old. Have you seen her? She ain't. She ain't having no babies. Uh, <laughs> she's advanced in years, almost like those shows. I love the shows and they're like, she's with child. I'm like, what a nice way to say she got knocked up. Like, 
<laughs> so he's so kind. He's he's saying to to Gabriel, the archangel. Um, I don't know if you've seen my wife, but she old. <laughs> She's advanced in years, and I'm old too. Like we've been praying for this for decades, and we finally come to the conclusion. And don't we do that as humans? We make our own conclusions that uh, you guys didn't hear us, that uh, that prayer went into the unanswered bucket. It's it's like sitting in the inbox of God's email and it's unopened. You know what I mean? I've got thousands of those. I'm like, I don't got time for that. I don't have time to open that, read that. Are you kidding? Like actually read it, not just skim it, not just see if there's a good link for something that's on sale that I can get 50% off if I buy now. You know what I mean? That's the way that we are. So I like this breakdown in the chosen book one, there's a reporter and the reporter's interviewing Zachariah because what happened uh, was, was not good. Because Zachariah doubted, he was silenced. Behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, like all holy in his angel voice, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And a lot of times our prayers are on our time. You know what I mean? Hey, God, genie in a bottle, magical wish. My first wish was for unlimited wishes. So anyways, now that we've got that established again, we've reestablished that. Um, I want this right now. Okay, ready, go. <laughs> we kind of expect God to be that way. And we forget that all things will be filled in his time. Big H, capital H. Like that's the name of the podcast, The Change With Him, big capital H. And when we doubt, we get consequences. His consequence for doubting was he was unable to speak until after his son was born. And it doesn't say anywhere. I'm assuming that this has been true for all time. Human babies take 10 months to grow, 40 weeks, Right. It's not nine months. Uh, if you do 40 weeks divided by four, because there's four weeks in a month on our timetable anyway, it may have been different back then. Uh, yeah, he couldn't speak. And who knows if, if Elizabeth got knocked up that day. So maybe he couldn't speak for a year. And his wife is probably like, why are you not talking to me? Like, are, do you like it? <laughs> like, wow. What? Why are you not able to talk? Maybe, maybe he could write. Maybe he could say, hey, uh, Liz, listen up, Liz. Uh, you're advanced in years, aka you're really old, honey, but let's just have some fun. The angel told me, go ahead, have some fun, and we're going to have a son. We're going to call him John. Maybe he wrote that all out. I don't know. There's a lot of things the Bible leaves out, and so we can only be left to like try and piece it together and try and figure it out. And that's what we love to do. As humans, we're meaning-making machines. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, I'm too old, so it means I'm never going to have a kid. You know, I've been praying for this thing for not just days, not just months, not just years. But I've been praying for this for decades. And you know what? You know, I, I figured it all out. I figured out that I was praying against God's plan and God's will, and I feel horrible. So I'm going to rescind all those decades of prayers and just be okay. And I'm going to fall into the dap of uh, dap, <laughs> the trap of doubt. You guys know, I think there's not a single episode where I don't make up my own word. Fall into the dap of trout, <laughs> the trap of doubt. And that's what it is. And, and it has consequences. When we doubt, there are consequences. The consequences for Zachariah's doubt, he was unable to speak until the day that these things took place because you did not believe my words. 
which will be fulfilled in their time. Everything is on God's time. And we want to change God's time because it doesn't match our time. But imagine how unsatisfied and how unfulfilled we would be if we didn't have to wait for anything. If all of us literally were living as genies in a bottle, or like, I want a baby, boom, got a baby. I want a new house, boom, got a new house. I want a new car, boom, got a new car. Like, how bad would this world be? We'd just all say, I want a billion, infinity, trillion, million dollars, boom. Okay, got that, now what? And you actually see evidence of that with people who kind of live that way and people who have that type of um, like power that it seems like they can just snap their fingers. And, and there's the beauty in waiting. There's beauty in patience. They say it's a virtue for a reason because it is. Because it's in the waiting that doubt creeps in. But when the doubt creeps in, we can also develop our trust muscle. Trust is a muscle. It needs to be exercised. It needs to be worked out so that it gets stronger. A lot of us don't think about this and we don't realize this, the power of our trust muscle. Our doubt muscle is strong as fuck. Like it is the one that gets exercised and worked out on the daily, but our trust muscle Well, that's like having your quads and your glutes and your hamstrings and your calves in a cast for a year. Total atrophy. Like you got to go get a smaller cast after a couple months because now the cast doesn't fit because all those muscles have shrunk and withered and they're, they're not getting used. They're shrinking. You don't use it. You lose it. And so you're losing your, your trust muscle. Those are the strongest, most powerful muscles in your body. All the ones on the lower parts, right? And think about that. They carry us through life. They literally carry us through life, the legs and our muscles. And and you don't use them. They become weak. They become like like floppy, soggy bread. <laughs> they just they're about as useful as soggy bread. Like cereal's not good when it gets soggy. Like there's that perfect spot where you put the milk in, it's soaked up a little bit. It's not too hard and crunchy anymore, but it's not super soggy like oatmeal yet. And that's where we want to keep the strength of our muscles. We want to build up the trust muscle, but so many of us are living building up these doubt muscles. And those are strong. Those are like Lance Armstrong strong. Those are like Arnold Schwarzenegger strong. Like, look at my muscles. But they're the muscles of doubt. Like, you don't want to flex that. Are you kidding me? But so many of us are living that way. We're flexing our muscles of doubt. And if we're really honest with ourselves and we like peeled back our brain, we're like, oh, that doubt area. Whew. Girl, you got some work to do. You, you need. Okay. All right. We got to turn it into trust, right? And it's in the waiting that it gets turned into trust. But a lot of us turn it into doubt. And then the doubt gets turned into anger. And then the anger gets turned into resentment. And the resentment gets turned into, you don't love me. You're not hearing me. I don't think I really want to spend that much time with you anymore because you're not hearing me. We all love to spend time with people who hear us. Think about a physical human relationship. If you're in a relationship with a narcissist or with someone who doesn't hear you, 
you don't feel good. You don't want to be in a relationship with them anymore because you're like, you never listened to me. They're like, I listen to you. You said blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, well, okay. I, you don't hear me though. You're not hearing me. There's a difference between hearing and listening and it doesn't feel good. We want out. We don't want to be in that relationship anymore because it doesn't feel good. And that's what we do. We, we create this kind of relationship with God and, and we, we strengthen our doubt muscle and we let that trust muscle atrophy, like it limp and loosened like soggy cereal. It's not fun. So <clears throat> They broke this down as a form of like a reporter interviewing Zachariah, which I love. The reporter says, hey, bro, Zachariah, look up. You've been a priest for a lot of years. And it has said that you and Liz, you know, your your beautiful old wife, <laughs> advanced in age, you, you guys have been righteous. Like God sees you as righteous and you observe his commands, you obey and you decree blasphemy. Like you guys are good people. What are you doing? Why is it so hard for you to believe Gabriel when he said, hey, bro, you're going to have a son? And Zachariah is like, well, first of all, okay, let me just explain, justify, and defend myself here. I know I'm a priest, but have you ever had an angel appear before you? It is terrifying. Like, it's scary. I actually saw a meme the other day on some Instagram thing, and it was like, what, what angels actually look like? And they're scary, the Bible actually does talk a lot about, well, not a lot, but it does talk about angels and what they look like. And when you read the description of them, you're like, wait, what? That sounds horrifying. That sounds scary. That sounds terrifying. If I saw that creature, I would turn and run. I'd be out of there. Like, I would not be like, oh, it's not like, like the angels that we think, like beautiful white wings and they're just so loving like they're terrifying they're scary and so that's what Zachariah is like first of all having an angel appear before you is utterly terrifying furthermore I was in the temple on official business performing my priestly duty y'all I was working I wasn't like this is this is personal this is a personal matter on business time. And they say, leave your issues at the door. So I was not expecting that issue to come slap me across the face. Okay. I was in business mode. I was not in like answer this prayer that has not been answered for decades mode. The last thing I expected was a personal encounter with the archangel Gabriel. So like, give me a break. Okay. And the reporter is like, so your doubt was due to the personal nature of the message. And Zachariah was like, yeah, yeah, took me off guard. Not to mention Liz and I are old. We're advanced in years, well beyond childbearing age. And here's the thing, like nothing is impossible with God. God doesn't see our age the way that we see our age, obviously. Obvi, right? We're like, oh, if you're a woman and you don't have a baby by the time that you're 38, you're actually considered geriatric. Oh my God. When I was getting pregnant with my daughter, like I was so obsessed with getting pregnant. I wanted a baby so badly and I was doing the math. I'm like, Oh, well, if I don't have it with this narcissist, then I'm going to have to break up. That's probably going to be nasty because he's crazy. And then I'm going to have to date someone else. We're going to date for three years. And then after we date for three years, we have to get married. And then after we get married, we want a year or two to be together just without kids because that's stressful. So that's another five years. And then I'm going to be geriatric. So I might as well just get knocked up by this asshole. And that literally was my logical plan. How crazy is that? But we do that. 
Because I thought, okay, in the eyes of the human experience, like they're literally labeled geriatric and high risk when you get pregnant past a certain age on this human earth. I'm like, how fucked up is that? So by the way, I know a woman who just had a baby and she's 40 years old and the baby was healthy. She had him naturally. Everything is good. So don't believe everything that humans tell you. Believe everything God tells you. So the reporter was like, so, hey, uh, Zachariah, <laughs> Mr. Priest, knock, knock. Um, haven't you read the Bible? Don't you know that scripture says, don't you know the story of Abraham and Sarah or Hannah or Rebecca or Rachel or shall I go on? The other barren women whom God miraculously intervened. Hello, don't you know your stuff, Mr. Priest? I'm sorry, but maybe we should revoke your title because it seems like you don't know your stuff. And it wasn't that he didn't know his stuff. Oh, Zachariah knew his stuff, but he doubted. He had strong doubt muscles. And Zachariah is like, well, what I recall, right? We, we only recall what we recall was how much we prayed for a child, how many years we petitioned God and we prayed and we truly had great faith. We hoped it, we hoped it, we hoped, we trusted for decades and nothing happened. And then it was too late. And so with heavy hearts, we accepted, you know, this is just God's will. Like he doesn't want for us what we want for us. And we need to accept that. And so the reporter is like, okay, I, I see what you're saying. So did Gabriel's announcement feel more painful than hopeful? And this is powerful. What Zacharias says next, he says, hope can be painful. Oh, do you feel like you just got punched in the stomach? Hope can be painful, or so I thought. Imagine all those decades they were hoping and hoping and hoping, and while they were hoping, they were in pain. Gabriel said my prayer had been heard. Well, duh, all prayers are heard. They're not all answered right now, but they're all heard right now, and there's a difference between heard and answered. He told me Elizabeth would bear a son and we were to call him John and he would be a joy and delight to us and he would prepare people for the Lord. Oh my gosh, is that the prayer that I pray for my daughter? It was truly incredible, a miracle. I know that God is faithful. I know this. And yet I doubted. I doubted that we were chosen. <sighs> that. So the reporter is like, well, what was your response? Like, ooh, ooh, what'd you do? Zachariah said, well, I told Gabriel, how could I be sure? Because, you know, we're already advanced in years. We're already old. As if God didn't know that. God's like, dude, I, I know. I know your age. Trust me. I know the number of hairs on your head. I know the age of all the hairs on your head. So I know now that it was a ridiculous question. And the reporter is like, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, I imagine most people can get it given the circumstances, right? And we place God in our humanly circumstances, in our humanly situations. And we forget he is not natural. He's super natural. He is beyond our comprehension. He's beyond our limited human understanding. And when we tap into trust and we strengthen our trust muscle, we tap into the frequency of supernatural miraculousness. That's the word. I just made it up. Miraculousness. We tap into that. We tune into that. We become 
energetically matched and aligned with that. And, and Zachariah says, Hey, thanks. You know, they, they, they shouldn't basically he's saying other people should not be able to sympathize with that. I asked an archangel sent by God. How can I be sure of what you're telling me? Like I imagine if an angel came to me and I was like, Oh wait, you're saying God said this. How can I be sure? Like, like I and my self-righteousness and my high and mightiness was like, really prove it to me. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Like, can I like words are like toothpaste. You can't put them back in the tube. Right. Like, I'm sorry. I just let that out like a, Oh, sorry. What was I thinking? Zachariah says, what was I thinking? How can I not fall on my face and praise God right then and there? So I deserved what came next. Basically he's like, he shut my mouth. Like, stop talking because every time you speak, doubt comes out. Stop it. Almost like you want someone to stop talking and you just stop talking. And you like take your hand and you put it over their mouth and you're like, stop talking. <laughs> like, ooh, 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 ooh. the reporter's like, what do you mean? Not being able to speak? And Zachariah goes, yeah, because of my disastrous unbelief. He didn't just say, yeah, you know, because I doubted him. Like, doubt is disastrous unbelief. I couldn't talk again until after my son was born. And when I was finally able to, I immediately began to praise God, which is what I should have done in the first place. Ooh, what if? And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to flip shit around. He did that. I love like when he literally flips the tables upside down in the temple when people are selling stuff in temple grounds, sacred, holy grounds. He like literally flipped the table. Jesus came to flip the script and the reporter is like, so, okay, get it. We're, we're past this now. Thank God you've praised God, which is what you should have done in the first place. When the angel came to you, you should have been like, hallelujah. Right. And began praising God. You didn't, you doubted and your mouth went <laughs> until, <laughs> until your son was born. I don't know if he's had to write everything out for a year. That would have sucked, but here you're here now you got your son he's incredible and god fulfilled his promises you're living with joy you're living with delight and and he is a delight to the world like your son john is amazing he's awesome okay what would you like to tell others what would you like other people to learn from your mistakes and your experiences right we always like i don't know about you i need to make the mistake myself like oh fuck why can't i just learn from other people's mistakes and their experiences like I'm a, like, yeah, I get it. Wow, that really sucked for you. Let me go make the same mistake. Let me go do that same thing so I can learn from myself, right? And basically, Zachariah was like, I don't want other people to learn for themselves. Learn from my mistake. And the reporter was like, well, what would you like to tell others? Like, hopefully this interview, this conversation will allow them to do that. Zachariah said, simple. I mean, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Like, duh, listen up. <laughs> it is this simple. Repent believe God chose you. He wants to use you. So God desires to use you. That's why he created you because he desires to use you. Even if you think it's too late or impossible. And I love the lyrics to the song. Even the impossible is possible for you. You can make the mountains move. Do what only you can do. Even the impossible is possible for you. 
I love that song because it reminds me of this relationship with God where we can't see a way he's already made one. Like when the Israelites were, Hey, there's a giant ocean or sea in front of us. Uh, we haven't been swimming in a while. I don't know how we're going to make this across. Like, uh, armies closing in behind us. Can you part this red sea God? And God's like, done, done. Walk across on dry ground. You don't need to worry about swimming. Go on when you're on the other side. If you feel like, you know, taking a dip and, even the impo- like we think, oh no, it's too late. Oh no, too late. Emony, Emony, <laughs> the enemy is closing in. They're, they're they're attacking. Simple, Zachariah says, repent and believe. And I have another episode about pray, P R A Y, praise, 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 praise. That is what Zachariah said he should have done when the archangel Gabriel came. He should have gotten down on his knees and been like, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I love you. You're the best. Let me kiss your feet. I love you. You're amazing. Thank you for sending this angel to me. I should have praised and worshiped him because that's the first part of prayer is P is the pray. And then the next R, P R A Y, the R stands for repent. And when you repent, you're like, I believe that you can make a way because I have been unknowingly, well, knowingly, uh, I've been strengthening my doubt muscle instead of my trust muscle. So I believe in you, God. I am strengthening my trust muscle. My I trust in you. I believe in you. And that's what Zachariah says. It's super easy. Pray, praise, repent, and strengthen your trust muscle. God chose you. So ask. Keep asking. Keep asking for what you want. Because every time you ask what, for what you want and it hasn't happened yet, he's strengthening your trust in him muscle. Because he chose you. God wants to use you. Even if you think it's too late or it's impossible. Let God be God. Boom. Mic drop. Let God be God. We try to step in and intervene and be God. And we strengthen our doubt muscle and weaken our trust muscle when we do that. Because we're like, you know what? He didn't hear me. This wasn't what he chose for me. Even though I really feel like it's from him uh, and this desire. Our desires are from him if they're in alignment with him. And we we try to play our own God in our life. Let God be God. Trust him and believe you are chosen. Zachariah was chosen to birth John. Well, Liz birthed John, (laughs) but you know what I mean? To be a part of the seed that was planted that led to John's birth. (laughs) Because he was chosen, John was chosen to come through Zachariah and Elizabeth, even though they were advanced in years. Like, it's okay. God made a way. Let God be God. Stop doubting. Start trusting atrophy your doubt muscle and build up Arnold Schwarzenegger sized trust muscles. That's what he's asking you to do by letting God be God. He wants to use you. You are chosen. Oh, so, so good. So good. I love this. And that's what doubt does. And we need to kick doubt the F out. We need to be like, you don't belong here. You're from the enemy. You are the enemy's tactic. We look at the the, uh, first story of Adam and Eve. That's the tactic that the enemy used. The little sneaky serpent came up to Eve and placed a seed of doubt in her mind. Are you sure that's what God said? And Eve was like, uh, yeah, really? Doesn't God want you to be like him? And she was like, I think so. 
Yeah, you're right, little sneaky serpent. And I'm hungry. I'm going to take a bite of this apple. Boom. Doubt became sin. Whew. We got to kick doubt out. We have to recognize it as a tactic from the enemy. We literally need to get it the F out and strengthen our trust muscles. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger back, back in the day, like back in his prime. We need to look like that with our trust. Yeah. Even you women, <laughs> you don't need to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But that's what I'm saying. Your trust muscle should be that strong and the doubt muscle should be the weakest muscle within you. So I love you guys. And this was a fun episode. Thank you for listening. Truly, truly, I love it. And I love you and I'm praying for you. And remember that when you pray and those desires. You are chosen. And I love the chosen. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's absolutely amazing. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Uh, and understand, right? When you doubt, you get consequences. And maybe that's why they had to wait for so long because they were doubting so strong. So start trusting and start seeing how things transform and change much more quickly because you have changed the frequency that you're tuning into, the energy that you're tuning into. When you tune into trust, woo, the Lord must, right? Because now you're in complete alignment with him. And now he's like, I pick you because you believe in me. And it wasn't that Zachary didn't believe in him, but he had a strong doubt muscle. So let's all learn from him. And if you're anything like me and you're like, oh, I got to go make the mistake myself, understand you've already made it long enough. So it's time now to change because you are chosen and God wants to do amazing things with you and in your life and in the lives of those around you. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. If you haven't yet let Jesus in, I invite you to do that now. Just simply say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. I hear you knocking. The door is open. Come on in. Let's do this. Let's build our trust. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll see you soon. If you want to connect even further and work together, you can find more information at sarahpicaro.com. Bye for now.